on today's episode of Ready to Lead. When people leave there, it impacts everyone. What we tend to do as leaders is look at how we announced a departure and pull it through. And when you have hundreds of employees, when you have thousands of team members, can you send a dedicated company announcement Mm -hmm. at every departure and every hire? Well, no. If you aspire to be there, if your company's growing, make sure that you're not putting something in place for not only exits, but hires, birthdays, anniversaries, all the things that need to be celebrated. How do you celebrate them now? And is it scalable? So great. When you're talking good, about good those point. communications, does it need to go in a, in your normal communication structure? Do you have monthly or, uh, company meetings? Does it need to be brought mm-hmm. up there? I don't know. Right. How big of an impact does this person leaving have on the overall company? Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Lead. We're so excited to be with you. I'm Jeff Mask, your host, and, and I'm joined as always with the amazing and the awesome and the powerful. See, it's my turn this oh. time, Richard, to share with you also to say we're here with Richard Lindner. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? <laughs> Good. I love. I the, didn't have as many uh, adjectives as you. <laughs> very, very powerful in very small circles. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about today which isn't a surprise because everything we talk about, I, I really, I get excited about and it's super real and very relevant. And this one in particular, especially given what we've talked about in previous episodes and what's happening in the world is exceptionally relevant. In fact, Richard and I were just talking about a very specific case within their company. Uh, we've talked about the great resignation. Mm-hmm. We've talked about what's happening there, how that's affecting individuals, uh, teams, organizations as a whole. And, and with that comes, well, what, what happened was when people do resign? In fact, what if we lose a really good team member that we're kind of worried about losing and then all of a sudden it happens? So Richard and I were literally just talking about this and we said, this needs to be an episode. Uh, and we will want to start with a story, a uh, very specific story from Richard. Uh, uh, what does that feel like when you have a great team member that, that leaves? How do we respond as leaders? How do we lead through that? So this is probably relevant for many that are listening. We're going to go through some, some real stories there, some actionable tips, and some things to consider and ponder to, to think about to become better from and through these experiences. So Richard, I'll take it over or, or turn it over to you. Tell us the story. Yeah, I mean, look, when, if you think about the timeline we're in right now, the Great Resignation is on the heels of kind of coming out of the first real massive stage of, of, of the pandemic. Before that, you saw kind of companies making cuts, laying people off, both because they needed to or because they used it as an excuse to, to do something that, that they probably just should have had awkward conversations. They probably should have growth conversations, but at some point it had been too long, relationships soured. So you kind of had both parties. So you think about the, the, the employer-employee relationship, you've got two parties. Well, they both went through very large seasons of, of exodus, right? Like the, the company kind of cut, made cuts or laid people off and, and, and then you had the team members come back and, and there was the great resignation. So I think what happened through both of those things, and, and, and since we're talking about a personal story, like we were, we were blessed enough to not lay anyone off during 
during during COVID, not have to go and, and do that. We were we were able to to maintain normal business and 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 really do that. But we still experienced the great resignation. I think the mm-hmm. point is after those two events, at some point, every company looks around and goes, uh oh. <laughs> two things. Thing number one, we are at the definition of a skeleton crew. Like I don't know how if there was bloat, it's gone. And number two, they look around and they go, wow. Everyone here is just right person, right seat. Like critical roles, super clarity, owns the role, and and just culture fit. Just bang. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to us when I looked around both of those things. Actually, I looked around our, our organization and said, uh-oh. We would be in a bit of a bind if anyone that's here left both in, in a bind because everyone is kind of doing a, a very critical role, but more than that, everyone has just, they're, they're culturally a fit, right? There are people, right person, right seat, right attitude. And I know, I know one of them's going to leave now. Well, before, before you go in, how many people listening are going, oh, I know the feeling either just happened to me or I'm concerned it might happen. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling you're not alone in, in thinking and feeling this way, Richard. I, I think many, in fact, thousands, potentially millions feel this way. So continue. Yeah, well, it happened, right? So a person that, that had been here uh, five years, which in, 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 in kind of internet years, that's, that's forever. <laughs> in, the, in the change that we had seen, in five years and, and kind of the, the change in our product line, the change in what we do, this person had been just critical in figuring stuff out in, in ushering in that change. And, and on top of that, always smiling, best attitude owned the role. I mean, and, and when we got the news, it went to not her, not her. I knew, I knew someone. I knew it was going to come up where someone here was going to leave and it was going to hurt, not her. And it's never at the ideal time. So right. <laughs> it's always the worst. Time. Right. It's, it's always the, I say the worst. Yes. For us, it's, I think we look at it. We're like, ah, and look, we're, we're in first quarter. So it was like, this was the day before Q3 planning. And by Q3, I mean Q4, Q4 planning day before our <laughs> quarterly planning. And you know, she was going to be there. Like she was supposed to be in, in, in Q4 planning. And it was a bummer because not only did we have to change a ton of our plans, like she couldn't be there, mm-hmm. right? She couldn't, she couldn't be in the planning for the next quarter. Cause she wasn't going to be there the next quarter. Mm-hmm. So uh, to say it was a, was a bad time. It's not like it was, it was detrimental, but it was an exciting time where we had a ton of clarity and we felt really great that that aspect of the business was solid. We had someone there that was able to not only maintain, but grow and, and just really own and grow in the role. Mm-hmm. And then she left. And that's when everything kind of starts spiraling mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, it kind of doesn't matter who, who you are and how long you've been leading people. It's what did I do? Should I, it's almost like the stages of grief, right? Right. And totally. do you negotiate? You know, do you go in and try to negotiate? Do you like, what, what are all these things you, you go through? And, and I can, I can feel it show up. Like our leader who was charged with leading that person sent an email and said, this person's trying to leave. Mm. And I respond, I had to respond back and say, she put it her, 
her notice, she's left. There is no trying. Like if we negotiate and and and, and we can figure out a way to keep right, that's different, but right. we cannot keep this person from leaving. I mean, it was. It's always nice when someone else has a, a reaction that you can respond to because when you're mm -hmm. responding to yourself, you can spiral. Right. Totally. Right. In so responding to that. that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Let me find you there. I, so, so bring it back to the story. Many people here experiencing the same thing that are listening of of great talent that that are leaving, and and we have choices. We have moments, right? And so we'll cover three main ways of thinking or, or just kind of maybe some pillars to talk about. One, when this happens and a great teammate leaves, how do we process it internally? Two, how do we communicate it, if at all? Mm -hmm. And three, how do we make sure that the company is better because they were here versus worse off because they're gone, right? So th those are kind of three things we'll, we'll go through. I think all of them are relevant. We'll go through a couple things to, to practice and think through to, to help this experience be a growth and an awesome opportunity versus something that just completely paralyzes you. Because back to the first point, to your, what you were just saying, Richard, if we don't work through the processes internally in our mind effectively and healthily, this can tailspin a leader. We can just get in our own funk for a long time, oh, yeah. which then has a ripple effect. So continue on to that part. What, when you were saying good that he said that because it helped me kind of get out of my own head. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So where I'll tell you where I went and, and to the degree that that's helpful. I mean, for me, I went immediately to a bad place um, <laughs> and, and thought just, just thinking through, I always kind of process worst case scenario first. It's just how I'm wired. But in this yeah. one, this person, I mean, if you think of the core values and, and someone who embodied them, I mean, we could have almost written them based on following her around. <laughs> so, I mean, this was like, not her. So when she left, it was like, where did we fail in leadership? Where did mm -hmm. we fail in, in communication and vision? Where did we fail in, uh, in growth and opportunity? Mm -hmm. it, what are the rest of the team members gonna think? Are others going to leave because she yeah. left? Because again, yeah. think about it. If good, if bad people leave, and I and I'm putting up air quotes, bad people, right? I mean, wrong, wrong. People that aren't fit for the culture, right. wrong fit for the, the role. Seat. Yeah, exactly. The seat, right. the role, the whatever. So yeah. if an underperformer or mm -hmm. someone who is just not a cultural fit leaves, people go, I get it. Mm -hmm. No need to like, I'm not freaking out. No need yeah. to and I'm no need to explain. Yeah, I'm yeah. relieved, right? Not mm -hmm. not just the leaders, but usually the team members. Yeah. So but when a good person leaves. I think the leader's fear and probably founded is that other people are going to go, wait a second. If she's leaving, should I leave? Yeah. What does what, she know that I don't know? What does she know <laughs> that I don't know? Yeah, totally. Boy, she's dialed into the company. She's been here for a while. She is so critical in what they do. If she's leaving, she must know something I don't know. So yes, that is there. But instead of internalizing it, we need to figure out how do we inoculate against it? How do we communicate? And that's part of the process, but that's where the spinning goes, right? It's what did we do? Where did we fail? Um, what are other people going to think internally? Right. If, it's a, if it's a role that has some high visibility externally to a customer base or at which this yeah. one did, what are, what are, what's the rumor mill going to be externally? What's the impact of this person leaving? And it just gets to a spinning and a spiraling of like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And that is the opposite of a powerful 
mindset and position to be there. Now, what I'll tell right. you is every failure is a failure of leadership. Mm-hmm. However, good people leaving is not always a failure. Right. That's something I want, like good people leaving is not always a failure. It just means that organizationally, their growth has outpaced your need. Awesome. When, when done correctly, our job is to grow people. Sometimes we grow people and the company's need for uh, a role or skills outpaces the ability for the person we would like to occupy that role, ability to grow. So we have to hire someone over them or internally. Mm -hmm. Other times the opposite is true. The person grows at a rate that outpaces the company's need for where they would ascend to. And Mm -hmm. if we linger there and you make a solid business decision, a fiduciary responsibility, you, you don't over index to the, the one and put the many in jeopardy. And I mean, the one Mm -hmm. team member. And putting the mini, I mean, the rest of the team in jeopardy right. by ascending someone in, in role, in pay, that is too soon. It, when that happens, good people leave. Definitely. Job well done. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. tough to, job well done. It's a job right. well done for two reasons. One, you're called as a leader to grow people. Mm-hmm. You're called as a leader to align that growth to the needs of the company. And when they outpace, well done, good and faithful. Yeah. And celebrate. if the team member can, can sit and wait for the company to catch up, great. Now you have to have those conversations. You have to communicate. But if that, t- if those timelines don't match, the second reason it's job well done when they leave is because you didn't make a decision that was going to hamstring the organization to save a person. Right. That's totally. the t- hard, that's the biggest mistake I see. Is people now, now sometimes there are those people where, you know, like we're right there. There are things, there, there are intangibles, there are decisions like I need this person. We're six months out. Here's how I can bridge that gap. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's bad. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about when it's like, I have no idea when we're going to need this role. We've never had this role. This person wants this role. There's no one that they can look to as a peer or as a mentor who's ever successfully done this role, but I need to put them in there because this is their career path. They're, mm-hmm. It's being offered to them somewhere else. So I need to, I need to promote them and give them the raise. And I have no reason to believe that the company can support them or they can have success Yeah, that's rather than letting slope. them go. And right. I don't mean let them go. I fire them rather than being like, that, yeah, I agree. Go I agree. Own, let's right. talk about, let's talk about what that looks like. So those are the different so spirals. Break, yeah. So let's break it down a little bit. So the first thing that, that you did was you went to a dark place and said, oh, and you go in introspectively, and man, where did I fail? And what are people going to think? And all, all of the worst case scenarios, mm-hmm. totally normal, totally human. Uh, I, I think that's in some ways there's healthiness to allow our, allow our minds to go there. Where the unhealthiness comes in is when we stay there. And when we don't have the self-awareness to recognize that we're there for a while, it's okay to go to that place. Just don't, don't live there for a long time. Then reframe as you did to say, well, what, where is the good in this and what can we learn from it? And that helps you kind of get out of that darker place. And, and you did so what, what I heard you say without saying this word that I loved is it comes down to selflessness as the leader to help see the situation 
from from the individual's perspective and being happy for their growth in this particular case. Otherwise, the selfish side is, man, the, the company can't afford this. It's not fair, blah, blah, blah. And you don't, you totally disregard the growth and the happiness of that individual. Mm-hmm. So I love when you can ground it down to a really powerful principle like selflessness, like humility, like gratitude, you know, it's likely a good sustainable place. So that's a great place as far as your mindset. I think that's totally great. Anything else on mindset you want to cover before we talk about, okay, now how to communicate? I think, I think the big shift in mindset is that companies, good companies grow stronger when good people leave. That's the, that's the mindset that, that I had to make, right? So if you say good companies get stronger when, when poor fits when, when quote unquote, bad employees leave, good companies get stronger, right? When, when they're, when the right person's in the right seat, good companies get stronger. Usually getting the right person, in the right seat kind of either starts with removing the wrong person. So mm-hmm. if that's true, then when bad people leave good companies, good companies get better. But when good people leave good companies, those companies get stronger if it's done the right way. And, and yeah. if we can own that mindset, we can now start to not only be selfless, not only be, be happy and celebrate the growth and the opportunity for that employee and their next journey, but we can start to figure out how do we use the growth that you've, you, you've fostered in mm-hmm. to your role as a starting point for someone else to take mm-hmm. it to the next level. Yeah. That's the mindset yeah. switch that, that I need to make. It's like good, good companies get stronger when good people leave. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Awesome takeaway. Okay. So now the communication aspect of it, how do we communicate it? When, what do we communicate to whom do we communicate the message? Right. Those are all really valid questions. Yep. Is there, from your perspective, do you communicate when, when somebody leaves on their own? If so, why? And then how do you communicate it? Let's, let's first broach the subject of, do we communicate this at all? Yes. I mean, yes, you communicate and, and the, the, to whom and how depends on, um, the level of visibility and collaboration the, Mm -hmm. the person has and, and a bit of tenure. Like I'm not a big fan of like raises and, and, and things based on tenure, but we do recognize that time and, and, and the legacy and, and just the history yeah. when cred, someone right? is leaving, <laughs> right? Like yeah, who, exactly who is going to be impacted by their departure, I think is how yes. you determine who do you talk to. So Great. for me, the first person you talk to about communication of this is the person leaving. And I think this Definitely. is a mistake that a lot of people make. They go into an HR process mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's nothing the matter with HR processes, but usually they start with like check boxes of, okay, this person's leaving. I need to remove their access to these things. I mm-hmm. need to uh, make this announcement and this template to this group of people where I believe that what needs to happen is Jeff, if, if you worked here, or you were putting in your two weeks, we'd kind of, we'd kind of talk through it and I'd say, well, gonna miss you. Like we'd go through all that and I'd say, okay, yeah. How are we going to communicate this? So. Yeah here's how we would normally do it. Like, what are your thoughts? It needs to be collaborative, right? We need to create the communication plan and message and tone together. And you as, this is when you as a leader need to say, I'll tell you 
Jeff, person leaving. One of the things that I'm always concerned about when this happens is that other people will think that there's a problem. Right. What you've just told me about why you're leaving is, is amazing. And I think your, your story, your truth inoculates against mm -hmm. the fact like, what if there's something the matter? This right. opportunity answers the why. In any communication, yeah. if something happened, we have to attach the why. Someone's mm -hmm. leaving, why? If we don't answer right. the why, they will answer it. And in the same way that you heard me, step one, go to a dark place. Uh -huh. What do you think happens to every <laughs> team member on your team when it's like, this person's leaving? Step one, right. go to a dark place. Tell yourself right. the worst possible story you can think up of within the realm of, of reality. And then that's the truth because the truth wasn't shared. Right. Or you partner on the truth and make sure that you acknowledge in communicating, what are the things that we need to inoculate against or overcome to make sure that people see this for what it is? People yep. make sure that they know that, that this is a time to celebrate the person leaving, to, to really dial in the, the critical areas of responsibility and functions of this role, and to start the search for someone internally, externally, both to, to step yep. into that, but not a time to freak out. Yeah, great. So what I hear you say is, Co-creation and collaboration with the mm -hmm. person. I hear making sure this story is clear with a clear why. Yep. I hear authenticity. Yes. Because without those, people's BS meters are super strong. And mm. when we spin it, when we when we try to look good or whatever, people are saying, okay, what's the real story? And they connect the dots. So the more authentic and the more true, the more better. Yes, I just said that. But truly, like authenticity, truth. It's so key, especially when you partner with the person who's leaving. So I love that. So yes, we communicate. Yes, we, we definitely partner with the person who's leaving. And then to whom and when, I love your point, it, it's really dependent upon how much of an impact the person has and, and the people that are working with that individual and who's impacted by that. So if it's an executive of the company, that's everyone, right? Like everyone, right. Very often they're, they're working with everyone. If it's it, an individual contributor, probably a different communication structure, right? Right. So everything starts with the individual and then the team. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it, it's the individual we're going to partner on, on the message, right? Make mm -hmm. sure that we are, that, that we're intentional about what we're putting out there and who is communicating it and when those are what yeah. like the initial, that communication plan that is co-created doesn't mean that the person says, well, I would like this to be said, I would like it to be on a right. banner in the office. Right. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is, is, hey, normally this is the way we communicate your departure. Now, I want to talk about how you want to, to handle this. Yeah. We can do it this way. We can do it this way. But you're setting the parameters. So right. first and foremost, the team. One of the rules we have is, is no surprises. If mm -hmm. someone is being affected by change, if and when it is announced at the company level, the people who the individuals or the teams that are affected by that change are not surprised. They already know. It is wildly inappropriate to have people who are completely unaffected by something like a departure or an org change hear about that change at the same time where it will dramatically alter someone's workday, week, reporting structure. They cannot hear at the same time. So if first right. we start with the individual, next we go to the team. And usually what we'll do, we have weekly team meetings and usually the person that is leaving announces that in the team meeting. Yeah. 
Great. It is not for the man. The manager cues it up. Person announces it. It's a hey, I'm sad, you know, but excited at the same time. Like whatever that messaging yeah. is. But they right. go in, they announce right. it. Keep it short and sweet. And here's the deal: don't say your goodbyes. Don't let people say goodbyes yet. Don't be the people that say goodbye when you're leaving, you know, a a, a restaurant and then walk in the same direction. Right. That's just awkward. <laughs> it's like, what do we do now? We we already said goodbye, or we're parked right next to each other. So good. We so got a good. whole lot of time left. That's just awkward because we've technically ended the conversation. Now right. let's, let's apply yeah. that to a team member. Don't let people start with the goodbyes. Let's it, one of the things that you have to communicate is, is not only the why, but the when. Yeah. Great. Great. So once, and, and bef before we jump onto the next one, cause there's a, a lot to unpack there. I think that's where, that's where the, the hard and fast rules end on the who. Mm-hmm. Always the team. Now, yeah. the next phase is, is, is it depends. The next yeah, level right. of communicate, cascading communication or, or organizational communication, it depends. If you're, yeah. uh, and, and here's what I'll tell you. Make sure that you're creating a process that scales on communication because mm -hmm. people feel like they need to get whatever someone else got in their send-off. And mm -hmm. if you're a small company, if you're five or 10 or 15 or 20, and you're organizationally flat, like that is a, that is a fun time in an organization. That is a, that is a, that is a flat, all hands on deck. We all kind of mm -hmm. do everything. Everyone's in most meetings kind of thing. And it right. is that it's a startup. That's what it is. Right. When people leave there, it impacts everyone. What we tend to do as leaders is look at how we announced a departure and pull it through. And when you have hundreds of employees, when you have thousands of team members, can you send a dedicated co right. company announcement mm -hmm. at every departure and every hire? Well, no. If you aspire to be there, if your company's growing, make sure that you're not putting something in place for not only exits, but hires, birthdays, anniversaries, all the things yeah. that need to be celebrated. How do you celebrate them now? And is it scalable? So great. When you're talking good, about good those point. communications, does it need to go in a, in your normal communication structure? Do you have monthly or, uh, company meetings? Does it need to be brought mm -hmm. up there? I don't know. Right. How big of an impact does this person leaving have on the overall company? How many teams does this person collaborate with? Basically how many people are going to be affected? So is yeah, it a PS? Is it a today's my last day? And here's, here's the last thing I'll say in communication, allow the person to say goodbye through a company channel. We typically help them craft their goodbye, not, to, not from this, like we're controlling the, the narrative and, and line editing, but we don't want someone to go in and, and shout out 15 people, but there were 20 people on the team. Yeah. So right. allow someone to either send out an email or a Slack or whatever you use to communicate on their last you know, day or, or mm -hmm. week to that mm -hmm. company. That's what we found is the most scalable. And, and usually yeah. if it's in Slack and it's like, this is my, my last week or tomorrow's my last day. I just wanted to say, thank you. You'll be missed. Here's why I'm leaving. Here's my contact yeah. info. That has, has organizationally been perfect. Unless we're talking about a, a member of the leadership team or an executive. Yeah. Good. So great stuff. Go create the message. Let them in, in, communicate communicate to the people that are most impacted first. It reminds me of Michael Hyatt's book, No Fail Communication. He has a really good cascading model there. And in essence, he said the same thing. It's 
make sure you communicate messages like this to the people that are most impacted first, then to the greater company at large, if relevant, because it's difficult when those that are most impacted hear it at the same time as another individual. Even worse, it's, it's, it's difficult when leaders hear about it at the same time as everyone else. And then people go to the leader and say, dude, what's going on? Leaders like, I, I don't know. I'm in a blind too. That creates fear. That creates insecurity. But, but when you thoughtfully communicate to the people that are most affected and people that are leading others first, it helps people process a little bit more peacefully, a little bit more and methodically so that you can lead through it and help people manage change. Because it really, this is in essence what we're talking about. Change management. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Great stuff. Okay. Now to the last section. So how do we make sure the company is better because they were here and not worse off because they're gone? Which to me begs the question of repeatable systems and processes and documentation in general. And you kind of alluded to this just just before. How do you say goodbye? Like, is it, okay, two weeks and now I'm gone for mm. good? Is it, I'm here for six months? Is it goodbye right now? And now I'm awkwardly here in the same meetings with you, even though we just said goodbye. And now, just as you said, the analogy, we're leaving the restaurant, we said goodbye. We would walk to these at same exact spot and say, okay, bye again. <laughs> right? What is that yes. best exit process? So how do we make the company better because they were here? Tell me your thoughts on that, Richard. I'd really like that thinking. Let's start with time first. Okay. Let's start with like, how do we, because I want to really, really break down yeah. the, the, the process of, of leaving, but let's talk about how long we have in that yeah. process. So we have done this <laughs> all the wrong ways at one oh, point and, and boy, this hit right during the, the start of COVID an executive leader yeah. that had been in this company for a very long time had, had built whole, built and installed entire orgs and, and new models mm-hmm. to this company had decided to leave. And we kind of both decided like, this is time. It's time. Like mm-hmm. where you, where you're, where you're growing, we don't have a need. And, and man, you are, you have, you, you need to go and put this out in the world. Yeah, so it was time right. and we knew it and we didn't want it to be time, but we both knew it was time. And, and so we said, <laughs> you know what, we want to soften this landing. So here's a three month plan. So month one is, is going to be this month two is going to be this. And month three is going to be this. Now, normally that would have been awkward mm. when COVID hit right in the middle oh, of man. this and we all left the office and now we're on Zoom and I started hearing things come up that were like, oh, you're still here? Yeah, totally. Boy, you want to talk about a send-off that makes people feel the opposite of good? I thought you left. You're still here? <laughs> oh, this person's here. Ah. That is not what, so, so if three months is too long, even for an executive leader, what are we talking about now? I think you and I maybe have difference, uh, a difference of opinion here. I think two weeks is, is kind of your bare bones minimum. And as you move into management and leadership, it gets a little bit more, probably no more than a month, but I I'm still good at six weeks, depending on the role. I yeah. don't know that you share that feeling. I don't, I don't share that feeling. And here's why one, um, well, I, I will, I will give the caveat. It depends if, if the communication is so-and-so is as of this date, they'll be, they'll no longer be here. And there's, there's kind of the finale given of goodbye. And then they continue mm. to be there similar to, to your previous executive, the conversations of, oh, wait, I thought you were already gone or, oh, we can't really have that meeting because that's future thinking you're going to be here anyway. So it's super awkward. 
Yes, that's happened often. with me as well. And so if we prolong that two week, two, four week, six week timing, and we don't get clear what that looks like, man, it can be so awkward. It's just like dead weight. And, and people don't, they kind of feel almost disingenuous to talk about and plan the future with you present because you're not part of the future anyway. <laughs> so it's just super awkward. So I, I am more of a fan of shorter than longer. And so long as there's clarity on what that looks like and what's expected, uh, it's even more awkward, I, I, I feel, when you are all in the same office together, seeing each other all the time. It's a little less awkward when it's virtual and you're not quite seeing each other as much. But yeah, I, I don't think that two weeks is too short for sure. Sometimes I'm a fan of a week, depending on what needs to be documented and what, what we need to and make sure it makes a good transition. Bingo. So I default to let's figure out how we make the company better because you were here. And then Great. we'll talk about how long we believe it should be, assuming they're giving you the option, right? Yeah, assuming right, it's like, right, I right. could be here up until this point. A lot of the times it's, I'm going to put in my two weeks. Now, there are certain circumstances and in certain orgs where it's typical to be like, not needed, I'll continue to pay you for the two weeks, but you can't continue to occupy this role if you're leaving. Typically that happens a lot in sales because you're talking right. about filling pipelines, sales cycles, things like that. But in a lot of other roles, like usually you need that time. Like, right. what does it mean for the company? Like, good companies get better when after good people leave. If we break that down, how does it happen? The only way that that happens is if good people lay a foundation for future team members to build on. Bingo. So if a great person comes in and they have to build all the systems from zero and they have made what they own, great. If they leave, the person coming in with the same effort takes something from great to greater because they're at a yeah. better starting point. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I always think about this. My dad told me something that, that gosh, when I was maybe 13 ish years old, that is stuck with me. And it always comes up when we're talking about people leaving. Mm -hmm. He said, son, your job is to go further than I did because my job was to give you a better starting point. It's mm -hmm. awesome. And when that hit, it's like, that's, that's what it is when good team members leave. The yeah. next team member's job is to go further than the previous great team member because they had a better starting point. Mm -hmm. So how long does it make sure that we don't have an assumed better starting point, that we have a documented better starting point, right? Future team members can build upon the foundation that was laid if that foundation is black boxed or, or just in someone's head, then you're not only starting from zero, you're starting from a negative position. Because right. we have to figure out what used to happen, how it happened, yeah. and before we get to fresh eyes, fresh ideas. So for us, the first thing we do after we talk about communication and, and figuring out that timeline is the person needs to evaluate the critical roles and responsibilities that they own. So what are the critical tasks mm -hmm. that you do? They need to, to say, is this documented? And if so, is the documentation up to date? If not... We, we go in and prioritize a plan for documentation and cross-train someone by recording Loom videos or some sort of mm. a video on how you do this so that right. when you're gone, we have a list of all the things that are critical or crucial for the role that you own, a documented process of how to do them, and a video walkthrough of you explaining it. Beautiful. If that is there, then we hand that playbook to the next person that comes in and they should be able to do that role from day one at about 80% as good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At, at, at least. 
80% right. as good as the person that left. How long did it take the person that left to get to, to where they could do that at 80% of what their current capacity was a long time. So how right. do good people leaving, how does that make, make good companies better? Just that someone else right. comes in, they're starting at 80% with about zero effort. They didn't have to figure anything out. They didn't have to, they didn't have to come in and tackle some giant problem. They just ran the playbook. They were right. trained by the person who you agree owned that role. And if we, it, it, and they just step right into it and say, this is, I'm going to go from 80 to a hundred percent of, of the, the, how well this other person was doing this role, probably in the first couple of weeks. Awesome. Now I'm at a hundred percent. I have fresh eyes, fresh ideas. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. can we make, how can we improve on things? Because I didn't have to, I didn't have to spend all this time figuring this out or implementing new stuff. Right. I just got to run the playbook and see things that, that other people didn't see because they're blind to it because right. they've been, how do we make it? How do we make it greater or, 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 or all right? those? I mean, definitely for sure. Exactly. Okay. It's a, it's a force multiplier. Like that's definitely. how good companies get better when good people leave. They don't go get better people. They get the same or, or in some cases, maybe the person's not as good, but the documentation gives them the ability to be better. Yeah. Much better, higher foundation, similar right. principle your dad taught you. Exactly. Better starting so point. So good. So I guess the, the how long is dependent upon how well-documented yep. the critical processes are yeah, and so forth. And, and to your point, sometimes there's, there's already a constraint in time given what the individual can and can't do, right? So it, it's so critical I, processes I, first, but then it's critical relationships. So we have to look uh, yeah. at processes. Then Good we have call. to look at relationships and say, okay, what relationships with vendors, clients, are, are you, what visibility do you have outside the organization? What, what relationships do you own? Who's the ideal person? And this is a collaborative process. Like let's list mm -hmm. all those and then say, here's the person who's going to own that. How long is it going to take to intro that? Can, is it something, let's say it was a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Can you then, can we have a transitionary period where even if you no longer work here, we could compensate you to do a couple of podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. You're going to have mm -hmm. this person on as a co-host. You're going to start to introduce them, warm them up and then turn it over. The same can happen with client relationships and customer uh, relationships or even vendor relationships where you're bringing someone in that you know you're going to hand this role or, or relationship off to. They're collaborating and then you exit out. Yeah, it's great. You have to identify what are those relationships, who should handle or who should own it once this person is gone. And is that a short-term or a long-term owner mm -hmm. of that? Mm -hmm. Is this a, a relationship or a responsibility that truly needs to be owned by this role, but we have no reason to believe that we're going to be able to backfill the role before they leave. So the person owning it will own it until we're able to fill this role and hand the relationship off. Or is this now sitting with its new long-term owner? So right. when we look at those things, that's how we build a timeline. Uh, mm -hmm. For an individual contributor, if there's no outside, like they do this role plus this, which happens a lot, They're, they do this role plus they host the podcast. Mm -hmm. They do this role plus they do these member update once a month. Like all these plus, that's when it gets a little bit like maybe we go two weeks plus. Yeah, right. Now let's end with this. Okay. How do you say goodbye? Because mm -hmm. you said before, 
when they're announcing, they're, you're not saying goodbye. Otherwise, it gets super awkward. And then it's, wait, you're still here? Right. And then they feel like dead weight. And it's just, it's a, it's a very anticlimactic exit. What, what are the best practices to, or the better practices to, to saying goodbye and the time frame of that? I like to say goodbye when it's goodbye. I think back to the analogy, like say goodbye at the car. Yeah. Say goodbye when your journey is done. Uh, make sure that you're not missing it and make sure that that person knows so that they're not sitting around waiting. Yeah, that's a what good that, point. That's what a- the person, <laughs> if the person leaves the right way, if they have, if they have taken, if you have, have invested in them and their growth and they have done the hard work and grown, if they wait and they just can't wait any longer because they have a burning passion to go do this or, or they know that their value like what they're able to do is undervalued in this company because the company can't afford to pay what they're worth right now, then they have to go to another market. And if they do yeah. that the right way, and if they document all their critical roles and verify and shoot all that to make sure the next person comes back in, in a better place than they started, able to build, then the only thing that you should feel is gratitude. Yeah, definitely. The only definitely. thing you should feel is gratitude because of the foundation they laid, because mm-hmm. really what we're saying is they left their role. They left the company better than they found it. Yep. yep. And if that is true, then you should feel gratitude and you should express that gratitude uh, and make sure that they're not sitting around waiting for it. So say, I'm not going to say goodbye. You're leaving on here. That's when I'm going to say goodbye. Right. Right. I that's like to great. say goodbye on the last day or the second to the last day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on the person, sometimes I do it publicly. Sometimes I do it privately. But here's what what I would say, right? Keep leading. See this as the last opportunity to lead. What is it if this person needs to know about what they did really, really well, whether they realize it or not, and what you hope they continue doing because other people will notice it and they will exceed. What are some areas that they need to be, they need to be growth minded about? Right. Where mm-hmm. are areas that they should be cautious of in their communication in like, what are those tendencies they have that over time you've said, well, that's just Jeff, that's just yeah. so-and-so that mm-hmm. their new company, their new leader won't have those reps that maybe now is a new beginning for them. And it's time that they need to acknowledge and, and, and possibly change those things. When you say goodbye, say goodbye out of gratitude and out of a continued responsibility to lead and grow them. Because their success externally will always reflect back on where they're from. Mm. And they're from your company. Yeah, it's great. Powerful stuff, man. Thank you. It's so great. How, how to process when great people leave in our minds first, then how to communicate that, and then how to ensure the company's better off because they were there versus worse off, worse off because they left. Thank you. Awesome, awesome stories. Great. Great actionable insights as well. Uh, one last thing I would add is when you do have great people leave, honor them in, in powerful ways. Do a plaque sometimes. Do do a little celebration session. Something to just help them feel like a million bucks or pounds or yen, wherever you are in the world. But help them feel honored. Help them continue to live on their legacy. And to your point, Richard, keep leading. So great. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. We, we hope you can apply what you've learned today and help continue to lead people powerfully, regardless of whether they're going to continue with you for a long time or if it's their time to move on and continue to grow elsewhere. But that is leadership. It never ends and it's summitless. And that's the beauty, beautiful part of it. It's a, it's a great journey. So to stronger leading, to becoming better and to 
all of us being ready to lead every day. That's our goal here at Ready to Lead with this podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.